Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up, man? Where is it? Whoop. And there it is. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily, Daily jazz, jazz advice coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by the Oxford America. American. American. Uh, go to OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI for some great deals on a yearly subscription. How many cups of coffee did you get? Way too many. You hey. are on fire, man. Hey, Sam, can you make some more coffee, please? <laughs> Dude. Better pull out the decaf. <laughs> no, no, I want the no. full stuff, the full strong stuff. Hey, we got a, we got a lot to do. You're about we to do. go out of town. We have to record a lot of these episodes so that they don't get the crappy Adam-only episodes. No, what do you mean? Those are some of our most beloved. And we might do some remote ones from uh, Europe. Would that work? That'd be cool, actually. Yeah, we might do a few. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, today we have a speak pipe. Let's check it out. Hey, guys. Love your podcast. I'm uh, just wondering if you could do an episode on duo playing, um, discussing how to accompany a vocalist or an instrumentalist, um, perhaps... Uh, in ways that do not involve walking a baseline. Thanks a lot. I love that question because <laughs> I do feel like uh, I hear a lot of pianists resort. I'm going to say resort to walking yeah. a baseline. Um, there's nothing wrong with walking a baseline, no. but it's really not the only way to accompany buddy and in, in, in accompany another musician in a duo situation. And it's not my favorite way. My favorite no. way is much looser, and I know yours is too. My favorite way is to hire a guitarist and to sit back and listen to that's that a, duo. That's a great way <laughs> that to do That could be it. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that, but you know what? The baseline thing, I think that's something that when we're younger and haven't, I mean, not really younger, just maybe less experienced, you haven't done it as much. Mm -hmm. seems like a bigger deal when to do it, how to do it, how much to do it, not to do it than it is. I mean, I used to really focus in on that a lot. Um, whereas now I just kind of do, I, I'll go into a baseline sometimes. Not a lot, but I'll do it. But it's never like, oh, let me get out of it. If I'm if I'm feeling it, I'll do it. Totally. And it can sound great, you know. And, I mean, at a young age, I was in a very traumatic uh, pos uh, situation in which I was asked to walk a baseline in a duo setting with none other than Ray Brown. And you talk about, like, not an appropriate time to play a baseline. Come on. Dude. So once you get past that, the sky's the limit. But, I mean, I think, you know, there really are times when it's fun to do a baseline. And I think with the baseline, let's just remember, it's never like um, – there's not just one kind of baseline, you know? I mean, if we're talking about like a swing beat, there's like two feel and it doesn't have to be always stuck in one way. So I, I, I think with good solo piano playing and then duo playing with a vocalist or instrumental, which kind of flows out of somewhat of a solo style in terms of the range that we're hitting on the piano, a little bit of flexibility in how you look at a baseline, that it's not binary, like you're walking a baseline or you're not. Although I guess with the walking part would imply a walking baseline. Sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> no, but even that, you can go in and out of it is what I mean. It's not like, yeah. okay, then I'm going to play a chorus, a company, I'm going to walk a baseline, and then the next chorus I'm not. Like, you can kind of slide in and out of it, I would say. I think, you know, one thing I've learned hanging around you more and more uh, amongst a plethora of things that are bad for me, uh, <laughs> one, one great thing I've learned being around you is that when you are doing that sort of solo piano accompaniment of another uh, of a solo uh, instrument, whether that's a vocalist or an instrumentalist, um, all of this stuff is more hinted at. Like the feels are, you can hint at them more than you can actually just go, a gun, gun, yeah. gun, gun, right. a speck at the boo. You know, right, right, right. there's some of that 
you know, you can kind of go I into like that. I like that, though. That was cool. Well, thank you, yeah. <laughs> the, but you can go into that, and you can come out of that you, yeah. seamlessly, you yes. know, and you can hint at even a stride thing, but you don't have to go full-on, you know, Art Tatum stride. Exactly. Like, you can do all of these things now in a modern context. Yeah. You, sometimes you can play rootless voicings and just comp that way as you would if there was a bass player for a little bit, but then go back and drop a bass note. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I like to think of it. Um, one thing I'll say, Chris, is check out um, – we have some stuff on our blog on youllhearit.com slash blog. Yeah. Um, we have a bunch of stuff on like the three zone concept and some solo piano voicing concepts, which get you into this, right? Yeah. So one way to practice doing this is it's a baseline, but it's not a walking baseline. It's a two feel baseline. Yeah. So being able to play the two feel with that low zone in your left hand, playing the bass notes and being able to fill in around that yep. with that middle zone. Yep. You know what I mean? And then doing some leading tones with that with that upper zone if you want. Yeah, and I think from a practice standpoint that really starts with that two feel and you know, I I really preach that real restricted thing of not only it being a two feel, just starting with the half notes at first. So That's that, so important. Yeah, so that you can work out that independence of the hands. But also starting with that that middle zone being really just right hand at first. Yeah. But then also starting you know, to do some simple improv and then during the breaks, bringing your left hand up to do some of that middle zone. Yeah. And then even kind of combining left and right on that zone because that will start to force you to those places where you can leave out some of that two feel baseline. I wonder if I can reach this. So I'll, uh, I'm going to try to do something else you do with the half with the half notes is don't think that the half notes always have to be the bass note. Right. You can imply that. But you can also. Yeah fill out the chord yep. with that half note. You know, maybe you do do a bass line occasionally, but maybe it's just... Yep. And then you can even get that, yeah, like you got the voice leading going, kind of implied separate voices. Exactly. You're, you're basically doing, you know, you're adding sevenths, like this, this voicing, just breaking the half notes. Yeah. And then you can also start adding things in your right hand around that. That's right, right, yeah. right. And I think later on what that can become is is some nice stuff with your left hand where you're playing a fair number of roots it, with actual like root seven, root five, seven, kind of open stuff in the left hand because you are going to be lower, but you're not playing a, an actual two-field bass line mm -hmm. or a walking bass line, but you're playing part of it yep. in each measure so it feels like it. And I think, you know, to your point earlier about you don't have to play but if you thank you but if you imagine that mm -hmm. and play part of it some like that's the that's where the magic i think with solo piano playing and i know the question's about duo but what we're talking about is no bass no drum yeah these are solo techniques yeah solo sure. techniques and then you know supportive supportive in a duo role the magic is in leaving out a bunch of stuff but making it sound like it's there like like you want to play in a way where at the end of the course it's like man pianist was doing everything he was walking a baseline he was like it, it, I, I didn't miss anything that's right and in fact you're not actually walking it's kind of like sleight of hand but as long as you're confident and you hear it and then you can fill it in some and you'd be amazed at how much it can come across and have the illusion of you doing totally it. so for example like Yeah. and then going back to the half notes and maybe even 
you know, that kind of thing, doing these little things between their left and their right hand, yeah. but not sticking with anything for the whole time. Like, and no. here's the chorus where I walk, and here's the chorus where I do a two feel, and here's the chorus where I just comp. Nah, you corny. You go in between those, and in fact, you want to because it kind of gives the illusion that everything is happening at once, and yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. your own rhythm section. Yep. And I mean, you know, we, we hinted this the other day in, in one of the episodes in terms of, uh, I cannot remember what I was going to say. Well, that's okay. You'll hear good. it. <laughs> uh, do we have an ultimate tip for this episode? We do. Okay, so that's before right. I was we... so focused into that that I totally <laughs> lost my train of thought there. Uh, before we get to it, though, uh, one more time, don't forget to visit OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI to get some great deals on the Oxford American. There's amazing articles on music, music that's incredibly relevant to what we're talking about here. Um, music from Nina Simone, from John Coltrane, from Thelonious Monk, from James Brown. Um, and many, many others, not to mention just a ton of great uh, uh, literary articles, a ton of great poetry. It's, it's an incredible resource for, I think, any, any musician who's into what we're into. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, please leave us a rating and review right now. Do it. We're going to sit here. We're going to make you <laughs> wait for that ultimate tip until you do it. And go to youllhear.com for a speak pipe. Leave us a question. Leave us a question, yeah. Um, and we are going to, before we get to the ultimate tip, I think we have a listener tune coming up tonight, an outro. We're getting back on our outros. Oh, that's right. That's that why we were talking about, uh, and there it is, because we have is. a listener tune, and there it is, from Cash, Cash Right. So get ready for that coming in just a few seconds. So, Ultimate tip. This is going to be, um, and if you want to chime in on one, two, that's fine. But check out Ella Fitzgerald and Ellis Larkin's duos, especially for playing with the singer. I think that that's just like so many great ideas, such beautiful recordings. And I'm forget. well, it, they've been repackaged so many times. They, I think one of them is like the, the essence of Ella. It's not the essence. It's something like the something of Ella Fitzgerald. But I mean, just... Look for duos with Ellis Larkins and Ella Fitzgerald, and um, you'll find it in all that stuff. I mean, they do a rendition of the Gershwin, someone to watch over me. It's just amazing. I mean, Ellis Larkins playing. I mean, it's just textbook. Also, a little bonus ultimate tip. It's not really a duo, but when you listen to Shirley Horn play and accompany herself, it's like it's a duo because it's vocals and piano. So check her out, uh, especially on some of her lesser-known recordings like uh, Live in Paris. Um, That's some great. I mean, of course, she's playing with the trio a lot, but also just she's breaking it down on the duo with herself. I'm going to throw the Bill Evans, Tony Bennett album in the the mix with that because that's Bam. Trump card. Yeah. Well, well, the good kind of Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Till tomorrow, you'll hear it.